Hey everybody! Hi. Wow, that was high pitched. Hi, <laughs> it was high pitched. What's happening? Um, I uh, sorry, it's a little late. I was doing work, real work. I and I had to cut our clips together, um, so that takes time. And I eventually was like, "Oh shit, I got to get in the studio and start setting up." Yeah. So here we are. Sorry, a few Better minutes later. Better late than it. Give me a little more time to uh, Oop, there you are. listen to Mr. Snyder talk about his film. Oh, you were watching the watch along? Well, I was watching him watch along because I don't, I don't even know where it's streaming at or I don't have it or so. I don't particularly like Man of Steel. Uh, yeah, I do believe... so I was just, it was, in, I, I enjoyed listening to him talk about it. You know, just because he's talking about like sets and like the polar bear, like I just caught like the polar bear shot was actually they just ripped it from an IMAX movie. And because it was shot in IMAX that they were able to manipulate the film to, you know, really push in and that for that polar bear shot that's in it. Uh, kind of cool. Well, I'll be damned. And then it's funny because then you just watch the comments section, which, by the way, how many people are watching this right now? Like. 400 and something like that us 10 so he only has like an extra 420 people watching him than us yeah not and we're not Zack snyder no so um but our our comment section is much more entertaining already because all it was was either people speaking another language i can't understand or it was every line just worth to cut Where's the Snyder Cut? Where is it? The only reason I'm here is for this. And that's the entire comments section. So, Yeah. And you know, every one of them was just sitting there watching with their thumbs on their Twitter ready to tweet it out so that they can be the first one. Uh, first one to do what? Uh, tweet it out that he's going to say something. Or not say something. About? The Snyder Cut. Oh, oh, is that what? Oh, yeah, I, I could. Yeah, that's it. That's they're that. just hanging on for that. That's all it is. Well, that's uh, that's fun. Uh, I'm glad I completely avoided that. So thanks for doing it for us, Squeezer. You got it. I'm here for you guys. Uh, oh, video was very choppy too. Was it? Yeah. Fuck that shit. Let me get a two box going here. Um, how, how, uh, was your day, I guess we, we were talking, oh. oh, hold on, I gotta put the right dissolve in. We were in communique for a lot of last night cause we were working on a project together and so I really didn't have that much time apart. So yeah, no, we're, yeah, it was, I normally when much. we do these long form shows, you know, it, not in quarantine, we don't have we, we don't get to talk to you guys for a week at a time, but it's mm -hmm. weird now that we talk to you every day. Uh, I feel like I don't I'm popping up the chat so I can see what guys are saying. I don't have much um, 
things to say. Let's see what Ferris says. Anyone else been annoyed by the video before? We get by or whatever that plays automatically when you get to the YouTube main page. No, I pay for the YouTube premium, so if they put a commercial in front of my shit, I'm gonna be pissed. So I don't. I, I never land on like the YouTube main page. I Google everything and click directly to the video. So like, I never. I liked Birds of Prey, so all the DC EU movies. Wonder Woman's amazing. You can't take yes. that away from it. I liked uh, Suicide Squad. I had a great time at it. I was high on marijuana. <laughs> at the time so that might have been why i enjoyed it more but nonetheless i still enjoyed it and birds of prey i had a lot of fun i thought it was really good and i think it got pushed to august now tentatively that is if theaters can open uh, our one of our local drive-ins is open this weekend i didn't get to get all the details yet on it but uh if if there's a, some sort of bathroom available because I can't go through a whole movie without a pee break. What about, a, would you accept a porta potty Yeah. Okay. I know, you have your, you have your, your little thing. You can, I guess you can deal with that, porta potty Yeah. But take you down a underwear aisle at a Salvation Army and you get all skeeved out. Yeah. Well, porta potty you just stand there and, and for men, it's it's simple. For women, it's yeah, a little true. bit of a different story. For men, men, it's pretty simple. So, yeah, I would definitely deal with that bring a flashlight along you know. i mean portified is pretty much just a tree with walls around it exactly it. yeah mm -hmm. so uh i i'm excited hopefully wonder woman 84 comes out because that just looks amazing and uh i'm really excited for that and i'm interested to see if mark bernard's theory that steve trevor comes back as martian manhunter proves true that'd be pretty awesome Don't see, yeah, I, I, each team has to provide their own balls. How does that help? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm glad you get to play. Do you have to, like, let, they hit the ball, and then you have to run up to it and point to it, and then they're, they have to go out and field it for you, or? What, they can't sit in the dugout. Where do they sit? In the stands? Oh, I don't know, at least they get to play. That's, uh, what a weird world we live in, huh? Yeah, yeah. the 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 benches are gonna look like the bleachers now. Like they'll be there and they'll just be staggered. Mm -hmm. I uh, I uh, did not get the piece in for um, phone calls today, so I can't. We can't take phone calls. Um, but I did get something in. Also, squeezer. Hmm. Uh, so I talked about this. I'm just replying to work text. So I talked about uh, this last week on the show, and they came last night, and I figured I would save them for well, – let me give me full screen access here for a minute, Squeezer. I figured I would save them for the show. Uh, the Mattel WWE Elite Ghostbusters. I would unbox them right here, and I even set up a POV camera. As you can see, this, the tripod behind me, Squeezer. Hang on. Um, so I was uh, going yep, to unbox it. right I now. See. Please be careful around that set. Live. Uh, relax. No, I can't. I, you make me very nervous. I break it. I make more work for you. It's, uh, what's it? The uh, job security. Okay. So I pop the top open. And 
Let me point the POV. There you go. I mean, it's a little out of focus because it's the focus. Hey, there's a tripod in your shot. Down here. Uh, so let's pull these out first. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Ooh, look at this. There's Shawn Michaels for you. Good looking. Good looking uh, camera you got there. He looks like he has a ghost trap down here. The Proton Pack is pretty well detailed. They probably just used the ones from their Elite. He's got a DX uh, wristbands, a Ghostbusters hat, and his shirt is cut like Michaels would wear them. See, it's like the side cut. Watch your head. Is that cut? There you go. Uh, go. Truck it left. I can't move the camera. I'm doing this. No. I'm, I'm talking about the actual... Uh, where the hell is Ian? He's got okay. nothing to do. So, uh, and he looks like his his uh, pants are his are styled after the Shawn Michaels trunks. It is a very awesome figure. Uh, in the back, it shows that Undertaker's the main, the big bad ghost. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? The ectoplasmic Undertaker rises from the grave to claim the WWE Championship for the Land of the Dead. So John Cena... Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Shawn Michaels strap their proton packs on their back, and they bring the title back to the WWE Universe. That is HBK. There's the side. Pretty cool figure. Awesome. Awesome figure. Here's John Cena. Who cares? I would have liked to see like a Mick Foley as a, like, a Lewis. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I'll save this for last. This is the, the coolest one of the figure. So here's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's wearing... A uh, full jumpsuit. Austin, he's got all the stuff on his belt. It's really detailed. It's a cloth jumpsuit. And I think underneath it, there's some sort of shirt with green writing. And he also comes with his Stone Cold 316 vest, which is pretty cool. Uh, same thing on the back. Um, fucking, they should send me a new one here. Look at this, nicked up on the side. Oh. Come on, ringside collectible. It's material. Oh, you're never going to be able to send your kids to college with that. No, well, I'm not going for that. Here is the Rock one, and it looks like he's got a Rock T-shirt on, just like Stone Cold had. Cloth jumpsuit says Rock on it. Sleeves but cut sleeves off. Are, that that the sleeves cut off is great. Yeah, the Brahma Bull. Uh, really cool action figure. He just has the Proton Pack. Um, the Rock. I'll show you John Cena, even though I, I didn't want. You to. might as well open up that Austin once it's ripped, right? <laughs> uh, here's Cena. He's got a black T-shirt and looks like dog tags because you know he was in the military movie. Uh, he's got wristbands with the <laughs> Ghostbusters logo, and he's got tan jorts on, and um, he just has a proton pack. And he's got some sort of sneakers on. Very John Cena-ish. And now the coolest figure of the bunch. Undertaker. Translucent purple ectoplasmic Undertaker. With that green uh, winged eagle WWE title belt. That looks so freaking awesome. That is pretty cool. This is a very awesome figure. These are a great addition. To my, I'm not gonna have an office when I get back, am I? No, nah, it'll be my toy room. 
Yeah, well, I guess that would make sense that I'm in there. <laughs> uh, yes, kayfabe is dead. Kafabi. Uh, <laughs> and of course, oh, look, man, they slashed the box open. There's a, there's a little nick. I don't know if you can see it on this camera. You should probably open them and just buy a whole new set to yeah, have I, in the box, too. I should. I really should. They are really fucking cool. Um, you using a water bong over there? Trying to. I don't know. Nothing's coming out. <laughs> so it sounds like. Uh, anyway, they're really cool. Sorry. Action figures. Looks like <laughs> you had to cut to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's not vented properly. I need the like a juicy juice can. I gotta pop the other side. I'm still going through these chode water bottles. Mm. Set them, yeah, no, I should set they them They were free. hot and cold. There's probably so much, like, plastic residue in that water right now. You're going to look like the Pacific Ocean. We're, 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 like, 15 minutes into the show. Do you guys want to waste time watching me unbox these things, or do we want to get into it? How about, how about later this afternoon, if I have time, I come back on live, and uh, I unbox them? Just for YouTube. What do you guys think of that? Or you, or you just do one one at a time, like the re next, you know, do one a day? Nah, I'm going to want to open them all right away. Oh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll come on later this afternoon. You guys look, check your email. You'll get the notification, uh, and I'll unbox them. If you miss it, you'll be able to watch it. It shouldn't be a long show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's it. Those are pretty cool. Uh, Squeezer? Yep. You ready to do a show? Uh, I am. Oh, you set me up perfectly too. The whole crossover thing. <laughs> um, you're first, right? Uh, yeah, that works. Sure. All right. We're he talking TV and anything kind of TV related. Here is Squeezer's first pick. Oh, got to put the volume up. Sherman, I understand you have two Pulitzer prizes. Well, I, <laughs> it's not like I carry them around with me. Ooh, it's so hot in here. <laughs> oh, look, here's my People's Choice Award. Five Golden Globes. Hmm, where's my Emmy? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I won the belting contest at work. <laughs> Very nice, Homer. <laughs> wow, how many Pulitzer Prize winners can do that? Just me and Eudora Welty. <laughs> yeah, <the way laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so it's actually the idea came when for this because, shit, we even talked about him yesterday. And this is one of my favorite episodes. And We joked about, that's funny that, that he's got his Emmy. We joked about having our Emmys. Yeah, like we're... <laughs> Squeezer and I have Jokingly. Emmys. Uh, kind of. You do. I kind of do. Uh, they're the regional Emmys, everybody. So don't yeah, don't lose your yes. shit. It looks. Yeah. It's exactly. It looks exactly like an Emmy statue, but it's got that Mid Atlantic in front of it that really lets you know this isn't a primetime Emmy or daytime <laughs> Emmy. This is a Mid Atlantic Emmy. Still, we earned it, right? Um. Yeah. Sure. We earned it. We're not. We didn't enter this year. Yeah. I figured it would be gauche to pay money to pat ourselves on the back with everything going on. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be a good look. So 
you know, it's a waste of money anyway. Ah, yeah, it's just... You don't need validation from a bunch of other yeah. idiots. No, validation. no, we got, you guys give us validation. Yes, you all give us validation. Um, talking TV crossovers here. So here, here's the big thing. Um, yes, I did. I like that award. I'm also awesomely mediocre. Hmm. Um, I just want a Dundee. So I, I will... I'm a fan of TV as a medium over anything else. Oh. I, and me personally, like, look, they, they each have their pluses and minuses. And I think when done at their best, I really feel like TV is even a better medium than film. Just because I like the long form. I like seeing stuff, you know, develop and grow over time. And but then you don't there's have, also... But you don't that? have time to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I'll get the, I got other shit that I'm watching right now. He likes the long form. I do like the long form. Um, and there's other things that, you know, TV can do that movies can't. Because movie it's once and done, you know, unless you get sequels and all that shit. And, of course, Marvel completely throws my argument out the window when I say movies can't do crossovers. Because that's all Marvel is, is one big bunch of crossovers. But TV does it best, except for Marvel, where they do an awesome job of it. DC, eh, we'll see what uh, DC does Mr. it. Snyder has to say for for movies or tele television. No, no movies. Oh, yeah, television. Say, no, they crossed it. Shit. I television. Mean, D DC owns television. Yeah. We'll see what Marvel does on Disney Plus. I'm sure. Well, they it, they own oh, Ferris. CW. Ferris. They own CW Television. That's like the regional Emmy of TV. Um, Ferris, their ratings are pretty good. Ferris said. He's going to have his uh, kids make us the best podcast ever trophy out of pipe cleaners and Play-Doh. <laughs> that would mean more to me than a freaking that, stupid mid-Atlantic mid Emmy. Um, but what's great is you see all these characters develop, and then they can bump in and out of their own series. Like, in particular, The Critic. It's one of my favorite crossovers. It's I, A lot of people actually don't like this episode, especially Matt Groening. He hated this. Why? The fact that he went public. He took his name off the credits and went public um, saying that he thinks this is an awful idea because he looked at it as an advertisement for the critic and he didn't want people thinking that the critic was his creation. Oh, because everyone who worked on The Simpsons but him created the critic. Yeah, it was Al Jean and... Uh, the same, uh, it was the same uh, animation group, the same production company, uh, the mm -hmm. same composers, a lot of the same writers... But Matt Groening is not involved. Yeah. And he also had Nancy Cartwright, you know, on she it. Did, and, she did Marty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he wasn't too thrilled. And uh, Brooks is like, look, we're doing it. And there is a big, uh, you know, you know, blow up in that. And James L. Brooks even like went to bat for like Reese and uh, Al Jean. He's like, look, these guys have worked their asses off for you for years writing some of the best material for the show. I think they were seasons two, three, and four, or something like that. Uh, yeah, Matt Groening developed the characters. The writers took it, and the showrunners took it, and made it yeah. the cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and they're like, and you slap your name on it. Like, give them you know, a moment to shine. Like, you should be backing them up and helping promote this show. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, I guess he was not a fan of The Critic. Uh, other people think like this doesn't fit with the Simpsons. It like, so it, it's does. Not it was great. Kind of, 
It was it was so well done, and it absolutely fits. And the thing that The Simpsons, that's like saying this show has rules that we have five picks, so we got to go and make sure we do everything in the proper order. Simpsons don't have rules. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's a cartoon. Right. Um, so to say that it doesn't work, it, 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 he and he does really feel like a character from that world. That's the thing. Like, he does make sense. You know? Yeah, and, it, it and, does. It, it, it fits in the show even without knowing anything about the critic or ever seeing the critic. And he even, he even makes a return in uh, Hurricane Nettie um, when Flanders loses his house yeah, and he goes a, to the insane in the, asylum. The asylum. It stinks. Sherman's in it there. Just, stinks. It, it stinks. stinks. It stinks. It stinks. And he had one other... Uh, he reprised it once more again. I forgot what episode that was. Uh, it was season 10 or 11, which I think is when Al Jean actually returned. So that would make sense as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I love me a, a good TV crossover. Simpsons uh, really does it the best, and especially like with the critic. Um, and then there are, there are a few others in particular. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up my best friend as my child, my childhood Alf, uh, who hosted his own crossover as well as was in a crossover nearly 30 years later. So there's an episode of Gilligan's Island in ALF. Now, I don't know if it's, it, I guess it's a crossover, technically, even though the series had been off the air for almost, I don't know, when did Gilligan's Island go off? No clue. It was a long time. So it was like almost 20 years later, and they're still stranded on the island while ALF is having a daydream in the backyard. Um, and then almost 30 years after Alf, 19, Alf, oh, fuck. Uh, what the hell? I just said original release 19. It's only 1964 to 1967. Yeah. Yeah. It was shorter run than really. It was just syndicated so long. That that was the big thing. Like everyone thought that the show was going to be a bust, so they all took their money up front instead of taking anything on the back end, and so no one made any money on it that was on the show. Whereas if they would have taken just a small cut of syndication, uh, they'd all be oh, they'd be rich. They'd be rich, yeah, because it was the longest syndicated show for the longest time period. I forgot what supplanted it, uh, but then Alf made an appearance on uh, Mr. Robot. The uh, Remy Malik. Uh, How many years after the USA? Show. Yes, I didn't. I catch one or two, and I wanted to get into it, but again, my list is long enough. So, <laughs> but yeah, he made a cameo in like some weird dream sequence where they just kind of yo fucking around. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's. I mean, I I uh, love it, and it's good promotion for other shows, and it makes it feel like the world's bigger. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's uh, Fresh Prince. And the Jeffersons have a crossover in like one of the last episodes where George buys the house, um, which also means that means Fresh Prince is in the same world as Archie Bunker. So it's hmm. this huge, you know, you got to think about it. Archie could have shown up and said something racist in oh, the yeah. Fresh Prince household. Remember when uh, the X-Men uh, made an appearance on Spider-Man? And they were the mm-hmm. the animation was more in the style of X Men, so the car, the colors were a little different, but they were still all the same voice actors. It was really cool. And I think Spider Man also vice versa uh, on their animated series too. 
that was that was what were cool crossovers. That was Marvel being Marvel before Marvel was Marvel. But yeah. Marvel was Marvel before Marvel was Marvel because the comic books, that's all they fucking did. Yeah. They even crossed over DC and Marvel <laughs> and varying covers released by different publishers. I loved all of those books. Yeah. Uh, and then nothing gets weirder than X-Files Cops. What? X-Files and Cops did a crossover, kind of. So there's an X-Files episode, but they did it like an episode of Cops where it's like a live, you know, uh, reality show of Cops, but there's a werewolf involved. So Mulder and Scully come in. So it's like Mulder and Scully on an episode of Cops tracking down a werewolf. But Cops is a reality show. Yes. But it, it's it's kind of like a one-off, their own little world. It's, imagine the X-Files is their own little world that's real, but in that world is an episode. So cro- Cops crossed over cops. onto X-Files, not the other way around. Yes. Yeah, it's not like Mulder and Scully were actually on Cops. Yeah, okay, that would have made sense, but the other way around works. It's a show yeah. in the X-Files world, and they were on it. It's actually a fairly cool idea, and it kind of worked. Again, there aren't there's certain shows that don't have as many rules, so that's true. Um, okay, so uh, are you ready to hear my first wonderful pick? Because every- I am. All right, here we go. Without further ado, more Simpsons. <laughs> So I'm talking spinoffs, and of course, The Simpsons in itself is a spinoff. It spun off of the Tracy Ullman show, where it was shorts, and they they turned it into a live action show. Um, I have that E Rock. I have that on vinyl, uh, record store day. Uh, Enchantress got it for me too. Um, it's very awesome. Uh, I, I I don't like Frasier either. I don't get it either. Yeah. I never got into it. A lot of people swear by Frasier. I never watched Cheers though, so it might have something to do with that. Should no, I go back and I, watch see, Cheers, I love guys? Cheers, but like Frasier, Frasier was fun in bits and pieces. Yep. You know, like squeezer. like you wouldn't want to hang out with that guy at the bar all day. Like he's okay at the bar. No, I'm an, but I would, you want to go home with him, and that's what you did on Frasier. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything. I know Frasier. He's a like a. A type A psychiatrist who's like a tight ass. Yeah, he's essentially um, his same character. He plays Bob Terwilliger, except you, Squeezer. You're gonna have to pee. I'm gonna have to stop you. Your fluid intake I'll, is out of control. Just, I'm thirsty. I'll just use the bottle. <laughs> finish it, and then I'll turn around. You're going from one. You're double fisting. Yeah, I just, it's water. Okay. Well, no, I know, but you just you're, I worry about your fluid intake. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, oh shit! That's right. We're doing a long show today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get that out of there. Coffee stays. Oh yeah, Daphne was hot. Daphne was one of those things where you'd stop and like watch her when you were, you know, in your bedroom late at night, and 
looking for something to fulfill your needs, if you know what I mean. Don't give me that yeah. squeezer stare. I do. I do. Uh, so uh, spinoffs, there's so many I couldn't even like begin. But the ones I, I, I talked about in here were uh, uh, the Jefferson spun off of All in the Family. Mork and Mindy was one of the millions of spinoffs of Happy Days. <laughs> Happy Days had Laverne and Shirley, Blanksky's Beauties, Mork and Mindy, Mork and Mindy the Animated Series, Out of the Blue, The Fonz and the Happy Day Gang, and Joni Loves Chachi. Like, fuck. That's a lot of spinoffs. Uh, what other big ones were uh, spun off? I found, uh, like, reality shows spin off like crazy. I don't count those. The Flintstones had a lot. They had the Pebbles and Bam Bam show, Fred Flintstone and Friends, the new Fred and Barney show, the Flintstones comedy show, the Flintstones funnies, the Flintstones kids, and Cave Kids. Uh, that was one that I thought I was like, holy shit, they had a lot of. Yeah. Uh, did you know yeah. uh, Dukes of Hazard had two spinoffs? Really? It's a show called Enos and the Dukes. Mm-mm. Uh, DuckTales had a spinoff, Squeezer. Darkwing Duck was Darkwing spun Duck. off of Yeah, good launch pads here. Well, I, I it backdoored into the first Darkwing Duck Wouldn't was in DuckTales. No, he was his first... Darkwing Duck's first appearance was in a DuckTales. They backdoored the pilot. Hmm. A lot of these, they're backdoor pilots. Uh, if you watch The Office, that whole Shroot Farms episode was trying to backdoor. They were going to backdoor a pilot uh called shroot uh, shroot farms i believe uh but they, it, it didn't get green lit um uh, even like a, a one that you might not think of the daily show had so many uh spin-offs the colbert report being its most popular yeah um like there's like all the csis and the criminal minds they have spin-offs so fuck them i don't count like you know they're not the most um Popular spinoffs, like people. I don't know. People. I can't watch procedural. Squeezer. How about you? Um. Yeah, from time to time, I'll. We, we used to, and then uh, I don't know. They all start becoming the same. Now, I didn't watch any of these shows, but did you know Melrose Place was spun off of Beverly Hills 90210? I, I figured it was like the same kind. In my mind, I always thought of them as like the same kind of show, so that would make sense. Yeah, I didn't. I don't watch them, but I. I uh... But yeah, there's like a thousand Law and Orders, and they all also cross over, so they do one in the same. Yeah, uh, Pinky and the Brain spun off of uh, Animaniacs. That was always really cool because uh, it was a great section of Animaniacs and um, uh, a show we liked as kids, All That Squeezer. That spun Kablam, Keenan and Cal, The Amanda Show, The Nick Cannon Show, some show called Zoe 101, and some show called Just Jordan. Yeah, I was kind of, I don't remember watching any of it. Like, I remember them. I remember Kablam. Was, yeah, I was working my way out. By then. Do you remember the 21 Jump Street spinoff? With Richard uh, Grieco? Who was that? Booker. <laughs> Booker. I don't remember Booker. Yeah, Richard Grieco with the, the leather jacket, man. It was the look. Uh, but uh, spinoffs to me were uh, 
you know, I, I don't know if you count Super Sloppy Double Dare or Family Double. I just ca- count them as iterations. Yeah, not necessarily kind of like spin-offs. yeah, like you wouldn't count Global Guts as a spinoff of Guts. It was just season four where they just kind of changed it up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you know all these cartoons that came out of the Huckleberry Hound Show, the Yogi Bear Show, Yogi's Gang, Laugh Olympics? Yogi's Space Run, Yogi's Treasure Hunt, the new Yogi Bear show, which, you know, came from Yogi Bear, but they came from Huckleberry Hound Show. Really? I always thought they, I always looked at Yogi as like the launching pad for all those. uh, No, uh, that was the Huckleberry Hound show. (laughs) I do like the idea of a MacGyver spinoff. Was there a MacGyver spinoff? I didn't look up. No, no. Well, there's a, a reboot, but I like Ferris's idea. There was a Knight Rider spinoff, Code of Vengeance. Um, Who's in that? So it was an umbrella title for a series of American television programs produced by Universal Television then at NBC. Charles Taylor stars as David Dalton, a Vietnam veteran who becomes a drifter, traveling across the United States in a camper van with only his dog for company. Dalton gets involved with personalized people he meets and uses his fighting skills to help them win justice. The Dalton character was created for All That Glitters, a planned splint spin-off from Knight Rider, and a backdoor pilot aired as a second season episode. Please tell me All That Glitters is a working title. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was a backdoor pilot from uh, uh, Knight Rider. Uh, I'm trying to see if right now I'm scrolling through my list on Wikipedia. What was the first spinoff? Oh, MacGyver did have a, a spinoff. What was that? The Coltons. It was a failed pilot. No kidding. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming it followed some character named Colton. Coltons. The Coltons are a family of bounty hunters p- portrayed by Della Reese, Cleavon Little, Richard Lawson, and Cuba Gooding Jr., Introduced one at a time. The only episode in which more than one appears is their collective final appearance in the final season on which occasionally they and their bulldog frog took over the episode entirely, relegating MacGyver to cameo appearances. The episode called The Coltons was actually intended to be a backdoor pilot for a spinoff starring The Coltons, but they didn't pick it up. So MacGyver did have a spinoff. Huh. Uh, I was looking up to see what was the first one. It seems like Andy Griffith might have been the first one to spawn some spinoffs. Yeah, he was a, he peer, appeared in some show as Andy Griffith from Mayberry, and uh, he was so popular, they uh, spun him off. But All in the Family, I think, has the credit for the most. Yeah, outside all... of the lawn. So it's Maud, Good Times, Jefferson's, Archie Bunker's Place, which I don't consider. I always felt like Archie Bunker's Place was just later All in the Family. I don't know why it just. Because it's him, you know? Yeah. I guess. It's an iteration, uh, maybe. And then what the hell is checking in? I have no idea. Look, look you, shouldn't, you shouldn't count that if you only get four episodes. Uh, Married with Children had two spinoffs. Top of the Heap, an American sitcom that ran seven episodes on Fox. Uh, it was the... Oh, three spinoffs. It was the most successful of the three attempted spinoffs of Married with Children. Radio... Free Trumaine and Enemies being the other. Uh, top of the Heap attempts to, 
two minor married with children characters, Charles Verducci and his son Vinny, to get rich. I don't know this at all. Mm -mm. Uh, Top of the heap. Huh. And then, yeah. Oh, Vinny and Bobby. There's another one. Married with children and all the fucking spinoffs. Matlock had two, apparently. Jake and the Fat Man. (laughs) And Diagnosis Murder was also a uh, um, spinoff. I don't count uh, the spinoffs of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They're just iterations. Yeah. What about, do you know? Oh, yeah, was Trapper John a spinoff of MASH? MASH had, I have them right here. MASH had Trapper John MD, After MASH, and Walter, a failed pilot. And Hmm. Walter spelled with the stars in between each letter, like, yeah. Uh, Trapper John's legally spinoff from the MASH feature film, not the show. Oh, okay. According to the sh- the thing here. I never watched MASH, so I don't know. Uh, okay, so what was I just saying? Oh, the Muppet Babies had a spinoff. 1985, Little Muppet, Mo- Little Muppet Monsters. Do you know this? Mm-mm. It's... Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a Saturday morning television series featuring the Muppets that aired three episodes on CBS. The first season of... Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember this. Oh. Little Muppet Babies. Yeah, it was an animation of Muppet Babies. Um, and, of course, Muppet Babies is a spinoff of The Muppet Show. Oh, there was a My Family Got Guts in 2008 spinoff of Guts. I didn't know that. Uh, okay, I'll just keep seeing here if I have any more. Uh, stupid reality shows have tons, but no one cares. Uh, Real Housewives. Can't believe that's even a thing. Uh, Rugrats had two, all grown up, and Angelica and Susie's preschool days. It's fun. Say by the Bell. The college years in the new class. I don't think there were much spinoffs. It's just iterations. Wait, you're telling me Growing Pains was a spinoff? Yes, Growing Pains was a spinoff of uh, all in the... Uh, what was Growing Pains a spinoff of? Just the Ten of Us? Just the Ten of Us, yes. And then you, you get into... Uh, there's so many spinoffs. Like, they're all backdoor pilot squeezers. So they'd force them yeah. into an episode as a pilot and then spin it off into its own show. Uh, all, all, like, the... I can't even get into all the one... Uh, uh, fucking Facts of Life and all these shows are, are spun off and... Uh, was Empty Nest a spinoff? Empty Nest. Uh, yes, a Golden Girl spinoff. Oh, look at that. Look at you. See, if you ask a question, and one f- way or the other, you're going to be right. And the facts of life was a spinoff of different strokes. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a lack of creativity. It's like there's one show on TV and someone goes, oh, look, here's characters. Let's just write a show for them. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, think it's, it's usually fun. like, you know, the secondary or third person on the writing team, like they'll try to grab a character and then try to, you know, run their own show. And that's a good way to backdoor your way into a job. Mm-hmm. All right, Squeezer, I'm done talking spinoffs. It was a fun ride. Uh, but let's move on to you setting up your next pick. Are you ready, sir? Uh, yeah. All right. Here it goes. It only takes a careless moment to turn this into this. Don't let forest fires be your fault. Make sure your fire is dead out. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Thanks, Monkey. Okay, last time. This is Hmm. drugs. This is your brain on drugs. For the last time. Drugs look delicious, by the way. Any questions? <laughs> your brain on drugs looks delicious, Squeezer. Yes. Hey, Bobo, where's your video game? In here. Well, look at this. Uh-oh, it's my dad. So want to hold it? What do I do? If you get my new comic activity book, More Adventures with Scruff, you'll find out what you can do about bullies and guns. And you'll see lots of games. Cool. For your free copy of my new comic activity book, just write Scruff, McGruff, Chicago, Scruff, Illinois, Illinois, 60652, to help take a bite out of crime. I want it, I want it. He wants the gun or the comic book? That's a good point, yeah. I mean, but yeah, you can you can learn about gun safety and drugs and fighting crime and do puzzles at the same time. That's the dream. Yeah, I mean, those guys, like, those became iconic, and they're just... They were meant to inform the public and make us better people and better children. I love me a good PSA. Now they get now they're just too hokey and over the top. I, I like you got to make them fun. Do you remember? Like hold on, I'm gonna look up one since we have the ability to do this. You keep talking, Squeezer, and then I'm gonna pull up okay. one. The ability. To, what ones that we ran? No. Keep talking. Oh. When I was in college, all we would do is run PSAs for our shows because we wouldn't actually have commercials or anything but we needed commercial breaks because you have to learn how to do tv uh and we would just run psas but like for me like some of these characters became character almost like serial characters uh smokey the bear and scruff mcgruff were only you can uh, prevent forest fires oh yeah they were when you saw them on a sign at the side of the road you got so excited yeah yeah like uh, we were talking Spanish. Now we're talking uh, PSAs. Yeah, Joe uh, asked in and, that, and, for you listening at home. Joe asked. He just got here. Are we talking spinoffs? Uh, we were. Uh, now we're talking PSAs. So you'll have to go back. Uh, but when you're ready, Squeezer, I want to know if you remember a certain PSA. Oh yeah, you can. You can go ahead. I'll get back to. All right. This one uh, was scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, gotta put the audio. Up. Hmm? Oh, hold on. This. You know what? Hey, little dude, send your mom and daddy out of the room. I gotta get you up on this. You know who I am? Snake. Dealing in weed, coke, crack, your choice. Take one hit and you'll do anything to cop more. Steal from your mama, lie, cheat on your homeboys. But hey, that's the price you pay when you deal with dudes like me. Now, some folks will tell you that I'm dealing in poison. But hey, do I look like the kind of guy that would do that to a kid like you? Yes. Fucking freaky. Ah. 
they used to i mean the money they had for these was ridiculous yeah so like they could do full budget shit like that oh, going to the next mm, hmm. pause that and and some would work like i would say that that's kind of creepy and it's using a scare tactic approach um the the just say no and this is your brain on drugs campaign i feel I'm like not a chicken. This is your brain You're on drugs is a little more productive than i don't know i don't think kids are that smart to figure it out but like the just say no thing did not work because to think that that's it's like oh no no if you live in a shit neighborhood just you don't want to say no. That's the problem. Um, only you can prevent forest fires. I don't know how many. I I feel like. I I don't know. Did that did that even hit home to you? Like, I didn't, did that even apply to you? Yeah, I didn't want to start a forest fire. Squeezer. You didn't want to start a forest fire, but it says only you can prevent forest fires. Have you personally been in a situation where you could prevent one? I've been in more situations where I could probably start one. Um, but <laughs> the little boy scout in me, like that was already drilled into my head. When you figure out how to use like candle wax and other things to start a grease fire and then try and get an adult to put it out. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Um, what was the other one? Oh, there's that, the smoking one. That was always my favorite though. It's like, where did you learn this? I learned it from watching you. Okay. Yeah. Scrubs yeah. parodied that good with the coffee. My dad was a joer. <laughs> I like oh, yeah, the. Was... I'm. What are you, chicken? I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of them were just so douchey. Um, and I, I really don't think they ever really got the the drug ones. Just did not work because the people that were making them just you you needed. I don't know. They were coming from a completely different place to the audience that they were trying to market to. Um, but like Scruff McGruff and Smokey the Bear, yeah, they were great because they were cartoons. They were no different than the guys in your cereal box, and you loved them. And shit, if you were lucky enough to get Scruff McGruff to come to your school, mm, I don't think we ever did. But we did. We we had our we had a different. It was just a little cop, little dog puppet that like our police chief would show up with and like, hey kids, I'm a little police dog. You know, we had some nothing. We had some robot come to our our Catholic school when I was a kid. I forget who I, the fuck he was, but we had some sort of robot. I think I remember. We that. also had, fuck. Now I'm remembering. We had the McDonald Land characters come. What? Yeah, when I was really young, like like first or second grade. Oh, because you got that Catholic money to throw around. I gotta ask Johnny Knockers. Oh, offering money. I gotta. Ask, I'm gonna text Johnny Knockers now and see if he remembers. He was a few grades ahead of me. And we had no money. Hold on. You keep going. Trooper Squeezer, don't, Ro don't wait. Hang on. Me. I got to look this up now because I, I think you might be right. Trooper Rosie? Rossi? Rossi? Janet Rossi. She's a whore. <laughs> what? It's from Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. The lady living in apartment 3B is a whore. <laughs> Janet Rossi. Oh, let's see. Where is it? 
<laughs> now Googling with the rad years. This is good podcasting. Good podcasting. Is there a robot? Robot. Robot. Trooper robot? Asai, was he the robot? Is that what Jason's saying? I don't know. There should be a cartoon of cereal box characters. And oh, guess what I got yesterday, guys? I got, the, I got the new Frosted Flakes with the Tony the Tiger marshmallows. I am so excited. And now there's dead silence. Thanks, Squeezer. Yeah, now there's dead silence. <laughs> I'm the worst. Now I just Google. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot. I wanted to, what about uh, the my, more uh, you know PSAs on, on NBC? The more you know. Oh, yeah. Also, and knowing is don't, don't touch those down power line, kids. Call the professionals. Yeah. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Those are always, those are personally my favorites. Those are ones that, you know, stick with you. I feel like the real main reason that PSAs even exist is just so that 20 years later they could be parodied on YouTube one uh, way or the other. Oh, yeah. There's a point yeah. in the 90s where we thought the ozone was just going to be completely gone by now. Yeah, now it's repairing itself because no one's going anywhere or doing anything. You know, Brian, uh, Brian said he's still waiting for Eating Cereal Part 2 on RK on YouTube. I, I have it, but I haven't cut it together because watching it makes me feel sick to my stomach again because that's <laughs> how I got, like, sick during that part. Because uh, that was, like, the back half. I was, like, 20 bowls of cereal in at that point. Oh, so he's, he, I go, do you remember when the McDonald Land characters came to St. Francis? He replies back, Yes. Good job, Johnny. That was. Do you remember um, what that was? But, oh yeah, I forgot. Over the weekend, uh, it was the uh, uh, virtual goat race this weekend. Oh yeah, uh, Enchantress was watching watching it with uh, yeah, Alex. My kid I was giggling the whole time. My my goat didn't win. It lost in the first heat right away. Um, I was hoping to because then if it won, they named the beer after it, and the beer would have been called uh, V Goat the Carpathian. What? Yeah, you like it? V-Goat the Carpathian? Yeah, I thought you would have liked that one. I would have preferred V-Goat the Butch, but I'll take V-Goat the Carpathian. <laughs> uh, but I lost in the first round. That would have been fantastic. I'm, I'm getting the three bubbles, and it seems to be like he's taking longer than writing yes. So we might get a good answer on why the McDonaldland characters came. I, now that would never be allowed. Fast food characters come to a oh, school. Oh, God, no. But when I was in first grade, the McDonaldland characters came to St. Francis in our cafeteria to tell us to eat garbage. Yeah. Burgle, burgle. Um, do you have any more to say about PSAs? No, we can move on. This is going off the rails. We kind of got off the rails a bit. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, move on, and uh, I have to do the whole thing where I do this, and then Is I that all my mix. second pick? Yes, that was your oh, second God. pick. Oh, dear God. Yeah. These are test bars. Who remembers this? I mean, we that was really old when the National Anthem was played, but it was sometimes I remember seeing the National Anthem play uh, and I never when I would like stay up really late and, and I asked my dad about it once. He goes, oh, what the hell were you doing up that late? Um, <laughs> no, that's not 
you there we go uh and i was like oh i i just couldn't sleep um oh okay here it is there was a kid a year younger than than me johnny knockers and his mm -hmm. mom owned the mcdonald's and union boulevard if i remember she was able to get them there for the marathon pep rally if I remember correctly. So, so we used to have this marathon and it wasn't a marathon. We just walked through the fucking streets of Allentown. We we're <laughs> our school is on 11th and Washington. Do the math. Oh shit. Yeah. So uh, we'd, we'd all wear our gym clothes and parade out. And I, there was some sort of money earning thing. Uh, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. Uh, the the McDonaldland kids came characters came to our school and I that just that memory just came to me as we were talking about this I didn't think I've thought about that in probably thirty years squeezer um have, did any of you watch the video that Ted Turner had ready to see in the plan perpetrative nuclear strike happen until the I'm scene? Right I'm checking this out and what. No, so uh, what that. Uh, Indian head test pattern is, and I, I had to look at it. So um, I don't know. It was an RCA uh, test pattern, and a lot mm -hmm. of it was in what's called a, a micro uh, uh, something. It was like a, a CRT, a cathode ray tube, but it wasn't like a big television. It was about like six inches, maybe eight inches in diameter, and that plug, the tube would plug right into. All cameras used to be tube based, so it'd plug right in, and they'd just be able to cut to it as a source. And it had the Indian test pattern uh, uh, painted into it. And um, from what Wikipedia says, it uh, was for calibration of the RCA TK1 monoscope. So uh, we use scopes to calibrate television. And, and what color bars do is it allows you to set any tapes coming in or any signal coming in to the calibrated uh, signal of your station. So uh, for colors, you get RGB. There's it's like an X with the tops. So it's like an hourglass, I guess is the term. And the dots have to align on the scope in these little boxes. I, my first job in television was master control. So we take like a U-matic uh, or beta tape, and as tapes got better, the the signal on the scope got cleaner and more crisp. But like if you look at like a a U-matic tape, it was like a fuzzy, and you had like adjust the proc amp. Uh, that tape was going through to match your scope, and it's a then amplifier. yes. <laughs> um, I'm saying everyone go. What the fuck's a proc amp? So uh, um, we would then, uh, uh, you know, you, you tune it in, and then you have to you, you have to tune your your color and your your uh, brightness and your whites. Your there's legally broadcast whites because if it's too if the white is too high, the IRE is too high. You're going to get clipping, and you don't want clipping. No. <laughs> and you don't want uh, too saturated blacks. You want it to look right. So uh, that's what those test patterns are for. And stations would air these test patterns on their broadcast because the, it, would, it would come through. Like they'd be getting a satellite from like all the NBC that they would air and record. And so this would come down, and that's how the stations calibrated uh, the, the airing to their uh, – station and i don't know what how they uh calibrated the the indian head test pattern to it looks like um yeah it's way too technical sciencey and then uh television technical for me to deal with 
So we won't talk about that. In the meantime, I'm going to search <laughs> Turner Doomsday Video. Did you find it, Squeezer? Oh, no, I was going to wait till after. Uh, you can, you're the one that can roll it, so I'll just follow your lead on that one. This is the video CNN will play. The world is coming We're to an end, people, on. but fear not. Uh, CNN is going to walk us through it. Uh, that's right, some video uh, leaked, I guess, this week showing what CNN has planned for when the world comes to an end. When's uh, this before from? Before we get to the video, let's look at a statement from CNN's Ted Turner. Uh, from 1980. Barring satellite problems, we won't be signing off until the world ends. We'll be on and we will cover the end of the world live, and that will be our last event. We'll play the national anthem only one time on the 1st of June, the day CNN launched, and when the end of the world comes. We'll play Nearer My God to Thee before we sign off. Okay, this so that's is what fucking said grim. When they came up with this idea that the world was going to end and that they have to do a little uh, quick programming. So now let's watch the video. I'm going to go into full screen mode. Do we have something like this lined up for us man this is fucking grim not when you know what this is for this is fucking dark i mean the footage is dark i know if the world was ending that's how wow that is dark the footage yes is very very bad but uh, fuck, man, wow. Turner had a doomsday video. I did not know they, that. Do we still have one then? They update it every couple of years. It's like, hey, we got to update the doomsday video. No, apparently, it's like a Christmas commercial. Apparently, a, a former uh, CNN intern found the actual tape, and uh, like uh, he was a blogger, and he released it. <laughs> Bye everybody. It's yeah. I just aired the Doomsday video, so I guess we're, we're oh, done. So, we'll, so we should should we put together a Rad Years Doomsday video that we can roll and? No, I'll just run the Indian head test pattern. All right, fair enough. Uh, what retro. what what would we roll? I'd probably find like ten hours of nineteen eighties McDonald's commercials and run that. Just Rick roll everyone. No, fuck. That's what. That's like a comforting blanket that I would want to go out with. Just <laughs> like Ronald McDonald, some weird clown adult uh, holding a kid in the air while they ice skate in the middle of winter because his parents don't love him and buy him McDonald's. Oh yeah, if I want to Rickroll people, just all thirteen episodes of Hammer Man. <laughs> that's what you want to see before a scorching hot wind just vaporizes you instantly. Mm, you're you'll be begging for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, the test patterns, the color bars, they do serve a purpose. Uh, it's, oh yeah, I, I do have video of uh, our friend, uncle Bick singing the national anthem. That should be it's on her. June 1st <laughs> before the world ends. We'll air that. <laughs> or the land of the free. The free. <laughs> he does a really, he gets it really high. Uh, but hopefully the world does not end, and uh, hopefully we can get through this podcast within a few like, like, the world's going to end, and there's one guy in Master Control that's so loyal to the cause. Like, world's ending. I got to make sure I go play the Doomsday video. Fuck no. He's getting out of there. Yeah. I guess. Everything's just going to sit in black. Uh, as well, if they're just going to the bathroom. Ted Turner promised, Squeezer, so 
It's too bad. All right, here's. I kind of want it to happen now, so I could see it. Oh, they must have a different plan now. The interns stole the tape, so they're fucked. Oh shit. Here's Squeezer's next pick. Now is the perfect time, and the season is just right. You can play all day and dance into the night. At beautiful Mount Airy Lodge, all you have to bring is your love of everything. Call 1-800-441-4410. All you have to bring is your love of everything. Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. Beautiful Mount Squeezer Lodge. Uh, I love these commercials. There, th- that's a treat for anyone that's in our region. From I would say Philly to New York. Yeah. Eric, did you remember this one? Did you get? Because I'm sure you got New, York, there, yeah. New York market. And this is like where they would hit it hard because Poconos were all about selling to those New Yorkers to come to the wilderness. Mm. Um, this place is legendary. Uh, back in the day, this was like, this was your champagne uh, hot tub uh, kind of place back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed a hotel commercial, and I figured this that was the best one to go with. Because, um, so as a kid, if you remember the episode of Taxi, uh, Reverend Jim has his wall of TVs that he saved up for. Uh, that's what my like bedroom slash playroom, whatever room it was down the basement was. I had like six TVs at one point down there. <laughs> uh, and we weren't rich, you know, my dad worked for the state and my mom cleaned teeth. So you're like, oh, wow, Mr. Fancy Pants buying all these TVs. No, no, no. There hey, was a lot junkers. of hotels in our area. And there was a time when they all just started remodeling. And I would say it's like late 80s, early to mid 90s this time. Like they were starting to re-ramp, revamp everything in the area. Um, some hotels came in. Uh, legendary ones left us, i.e. the George Washington Motor Lodge. Um, and w- in those hotels are TVs, lots and lots of TVs. Uh, so like the George Washington Motor Lodge, they don't just throw them out. Um, they would basically do like a hotel yard sale. And they were letting us go through and Yes, that's basically what I was doing. I was It was my bat command center because I had each one like routed up different ways and patched like certain VCRs or Betamaxes. You had at the patch time. bays? What's that? You had patch bays? I would cr- I had room in the back where I would go through and I'd, basi- I'd just do hard patch. It. I had uh, – I would basically have splitters that I would just tie stuff to in the mm. back. Yeah, I was like seven years old with patch bays. Uh, and some were the video game ones. Sometimes the video games would go to the VCR so I could record <laughs> myself playing video games. Um, Those TV dials were definitely covered in blood and semen. So much <laughs> semen. And urine. Don't forget urine. <laughs> Fuck, I wasn't even thinking about that. Shit. Yeah. And we didn't have like Clorox wipes back then and just kind of scrub it down. Um, yes, I wasn't sure about going with the Milford Plaza ones, but for me... Because they had some great commercials, but the Mount Airy Lodge, it's like legendary around here. Beautiful Mount Airy. It's, not, it doesn't, it doesn't I, it, even it's exist one of those anymore. jingles you just sing in your head. It's, like it's, the now, a, it's now a casino. Yeah. So um, they, quickly, Squeezer, I'm going to do a quick impression of Trump announcing the world's ending. Please do. Let's see. What would he be? This is going to be comforting. 
I normally don't do press conferences with the fake news media, but I'd just like everybody to know that recently I pressed the button and launched the super duper missile, the super duper duper missile that goes way faster than any missile that Putin or little uh, little rocket man has over there in the, one of the Koreas. Uh, I launched a space force. It's going to take me in a bubble and launch me to the moon where I will live and open up Trump Tower's moon. But for all of you, it's over. Goodbye. <laughs> That's not far off as I picture how it would go. Mm-hmm. He said super duper missile. Two he weeks did ago. say super duper missile. We've got a missile. It's a super duper missile. It's better than they've got. I know they got good missiles. Ours there's a super ours is super duper, I believe is the technical term for it. I'm done. You can continue. It's like it's really like just talking to your nephew. Who's five. Um, he should always announce himself. <laughs> 45th president of the United States, WWE Hall of Famer, your president, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, that, I would love that's if you were a, like a CNN Chiron guy and it was your last day, you're getting fired. You would just uh, key him as that WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I don't think it would take that for CNN to actually pull that kind of snide. They just no. haven't thought of it yet. You could really troll, um, especially now that their parent company runs AEW shows. You could <laughs> yeah. re- you could really troll uh, Trump <laughs> at WWE Hall but he's probably proud of it. I he would be. Yeah, I would be. I'd be proud of it. Yeah, but he's he's definitely proud of it. I, I, so CNN's finally doing something right and giving me the proper Chiron. I am a WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, that is the celebrity ring uh, wing now. Yeah. What? He's in the celebrity wing. Uh, it's, a, it's a wing? There, it's I, like Martha Hart said, there is no Hall of Fame. It's bullshit. It's just a show in a way, for the, but there's no like actually Hall of Fame you can visit. Sure. Right. So it's bullshit. There's no wing. <laughs> it's the celebrity wing. But there's no wings. There with, with Pete Rose and Cindy Lauper. The big red machine. Um, I, I got it. Uh, hey, hey, pal, they won't put Pete Rose in the uh, baseball and We'll put him in ours. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful, that big red bastard in the Hall of Fame. Continue. <laughs> free TVs. I thought, yeah. I thought when you were like hotel free TVs, you're talking about how hotels offered free HBO. No, no, that was always fantastic. And you'd love to see that in, like, the sign out front, yeah, too. It's like, like, free HBO. Uh, air conditioning, free HBO. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes um, HBO would get the top bill. HBO, air conditioning. But Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, we would go to the hotels and either you'd pick them up for free or you'd, uh, or you'd pay a couple bucks or something like that. And they were always just older, shitty TVs, beat the hell, but it worked for me. My favorite, though, was we got one. The uh, which is the one out there on 100? Uh, the Holiday Inn. Holiday is the Holiday Inn. What was was it always a Holiday Inn? Uh, uh, does your asking behind the Burger King and the mini golf? I only know that now. And when I was in high school, it was a Holiday Inn because we had our prom there. Oh, gotcha. Um, they remodeled that one, and their old TVs. So there was a there was a anti theft uh device on it. And not not a chain or a cable or something to hold it down or bolted. It was encased 
in steel. <laughs> so That's it awesome. was a standard TV, but then the entire TV was this silver steel box and it was impenetrable. Like you can, that it was both like you couldn't damage it and it was heavy as balls. It was massive. And this thing sat in my basement for the longest time and it looked like absolute garbage. But I remember I'm like, I want that TV. And my dad's like, all right. And now there's little scrawny squeezer and his five foot three, but Jack to the gills dad trying to like carry this little TV out uh, that weighed about probably 150 pounds. Uh, I have fond memories of that TV. It almost weighed as much as my Betamax. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was when you say TVs, like the first thing that comes to mind is just my wall of TVs that I got from local hotels. I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't. I mean, no one wants them anymore. They, TVs have become such a. You could go probably buy TVs yeah. at a Target for the price of you get them from a. You get it from a. Yeah, and now also since we have black lights now, yeah, I I, I agree with Ferris there. Yeah, semen and urine. All right, yeah. uh, moving on to my next. I kind of shifted. I told of what I was going to do last night, Squeezer, and I went with something Don't else. Don't worry, I forgot. Yeah, it's a very important part of television history, which is, ladies and gentlemen, the infomercial. Corn pasta, sour cream and onion pasta. Yeah, what? How about artichoke and butter pasta? Oh. Italian ricotta pasta. Summer fruit pasta. Russian borscht. Russian, Russian borscht pasta. French, you can make French champagne pasta. Hungarian paprika pasta. Spicy Cajun pasta. You can even make uh, oriental noodles and even soup noodles with it as well. Apparently, you can, whatever your imagination wants, you can make. Take a look what's happening there. Well, now, the I'll just push the button down to extrude. And look what you see over here. Out of a cup. Well, I said it was going to take under three minutes, right? That didn't take even three. From the time that you want to have... Oh, it's done. So, uh, the word extrude sounds so dirty. It does kind of sound dirty. Uh, but uh, you got to extrude. I just love him just rattling off types of <laughs> pastas, which is... <laughs> Spicy Cajun pasta. Russian borscht. You're Russian. And the, the, the woman always had to play the complete bozo who didn't know how to do anything. Oh! Oh! <laughs> you know? Like, uh, uh, so this was uh, infomercial, obviously, is like an elongated television television commercial that they make an entire like show length out of and buy time downtime on networks. Um, so like outside of peak programming, uh, television time is kind of cheap. So these companies realize that instead of buying a, a 30 second commercial on primetime, I can buy a fucking hour long commercial and just run it. And for me. And then you let everyone know the product and how people order it and many. And like, it was always like, this is $59.99, but wait. <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> and, but we, and then all the add-ons and the throw-ons. And uh, there was so many, and apparently this originated uh, in the early 80s because in 1981, the Federal Communications Commission lifted the prohibition of program-length advertisements on radio in 1981. So um, this was... Uh, our parents didn't grow up with infomercials. This is very much a rad years thing. It's, hmm. So anyone who was, you know, before 1981, there was no infomercial. So 84 is when they started prol proliferating United States television 
because the regulations were lifted. It did not exist before this. Uh, so Ron Popeil obviously took advantage. He's a, a world-class inventor. But then, uh, unfortunately, a televangelist started doing it with uh, <laughs> buying infomercial blocks to get people to send them money. Um, I uh, There was a lot of criticism. The FTC tried to get involved in saying it's illegal. But um, uh, they eventually made a law that any... Uh, infomercial 15 minutes or longer must make viewers know that it's a paid advertisement. It's not a show uh, that's on there. And it's the same things happened with Instagram now where like yeah. one of the Kardashians is showing off some sort of fucking colon cleansing tea that blows shit out of their fat ass. And, uh, but they have to now uh, establish that they are being paid to promote that. That's not just something they use. And if you use, you'll be like them. Uh, it's been parodied to death. Uh, it's one of my favorite things as a kid. I watched infomercials all the time. I must have seen this romp appeal, a mm-hmm. pasta maker infomercial, like 50 times as a kid because because they were, it was comforting. It was like a, it was kind of like a podcast before a podcast because they were just talking to you. All right. Well, uh, I don't know if that's how I thought it was, but um. Like we're not pitching anything on this show. Well, we no, did have a show. No, of we're not pitching anything. But he was talking to you, the audience. No, he he was, but he's kind of talking to us. Like the formula for a podcast is has have the expert, have the idiot, and have the audience who's so wowed who's, by it. Who's who on this one? Uh, I think you're the expert, and I'm the idiot. Mm. No, see, that's why it's not – I don't think it's more like a podcast. What what we do is basically a form of what Howard Stern developed. Well, I don't want to, I want to say like a podcast. Well, I, you did bad. say like a podcast. Hmm? You, you, but that's what we're debating. You said like a podcast and I'm well, saying but, it's but not like in, a podcast. In the sense that it's it's comfort food, if you will. Right. It's comforting, sure, but um, – and that's why we watched it. It was just like watching Baywatch on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, it was comforting. We watched it for the stories. Right. Right. Uh, there might have been better dialogue in a Ron Popeil infomercial. There was only one product I ever bought based on an infomercial. I wanted to Showtime buy a Showtime rotisserie? Oh, I wanted that so bad. No, uh, the magic bullet, which is now a uh, just a thing you buy in the aisle. It's not. It, it transcended yeah. infomercials. It transcended as seen on TV. It's uh, a wonderful device, and uh, I actually have the Nutribullet now. I had to expand from the ma- magic bullet. I used Ooh. it so much. Uh, all right, here is Squeezer's next pick. I gotta make a full screen. I gotta change. Uh, this there's a lot when this is a video podcast squeezer there's a lot more that goes into it than just Uh playing clips but here's your next pick I am Locutus of Borg resistance is futile your life as it has been is over from this time forward, you will service us. Mr. Worf, 
fire. Dun, dun, dun. I know you're not a Star Trek fan, so I threw this one in for you, too. Oh, it's you. What are you so happy about? <gasps> I see. I think you better drop it. I said drop it. I said drop it. Get your hands off. Where is everybody? Hey, man. Are you okay? Won't <laughs> dignify that with response. <laughs> Mr. Burns has been shot. Just a minute. This isn't Mr. Burns at all. It's a mask. Oh, wait, it is Burns. <laughs> His wrinkly skin look, looks like a mask. I don't think we'll ever know who did this. Everyone in town's a suspect. <laughs> well, I couldn't possibly solve this mystery. Can you? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's my job, right? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. It's my job, right? Ah, uh, uh, Wiggum's one of my favorite characters in the history oh, of television. Fantastic. This was, and well, the great thing about the Simpsons cliffhanger was it was a parody of cliffhangers, but also like just permeated the culture with like that whole summer, like the competition, yeah. mm -hmm. the contest, and then it just it was a brilliant use of it as both a parody and an actual cliffhanger. I didn't even and know what marketing. Dynasty or JR was until my uh, teacher, who was obsessed with it, I and mean, he kept having us try to predict who it was because we were still in school when the, when it happened. Mm -hmm. He's like, who do you think shot Mr. Burns? He's like, this is a Dynasty ripoff of who shot JR. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And now it's like the whole who shot JR thing. It's almost like a – it's just a pop culture reference. It's a, it's a trope. Yeah. It's a trope, yeah. Um, yes, Alf did end on a bummer cliffhanger. Mm. Um, but then at least we got Operation Alf uh, a couple years later, the ABC Sunday night movie, um, where we got some some closure. Um, but yeah, for, for a fun show, like it really does end on, as a bummer. Like the family oh, gets yeah, arrested sorry. and he gets surrounded by Air Force personnel. Dallas, not Dynasty. Or, yeah, well, same. Thanks, Jay. Uh, Dynasty had some like cliffhangers and shit, too. Um, but it's one of those other things when I was saying how I like TV over film. It's fun to have that cliffhanger that gives you something that you don't see as much now, too, when you just dump streaming stuff. Unless, you know, the last episode, they give you a little bit of a cliffhanger for the next one. But... Like that, that give you that summer off and like to think about it, or in the case of certain shows on HBO, like two or three years to think about it. Um, as long as you got it back, unlike you know, like Alf, there's a lot of shows that kind of just ended on a downer cliffhanger that you never got your answer to um, until they come out with like a show later or a movie, usually like a movie later, Firefly, shit like that. Um, Star Trek was the big one. I mean, that was huge. That that launched that show and made it what it then became. If that makes 
sense. Like it was always in the shadow of the first show. And then they did this cliffhanger and th- these episodes were huge. And it also is basically the groundwork for Deep Space Nine. Um, and the budget on it was fucking huge. And it was like a little movie and it, it was a two part episode. It was you know, some would argue three because then uh, Ron Moore wrote the follow up. So it's episode families kind of a follow up to those but like that cliffhanger was huge and like and it was in at 1990 and like at the time like you didn't do stuff to your main character like this now you do it all the time now now no one worries about killing off a character or turning them or doing something like that uh, but then it, it was different and like it was like i was watching like and i was like oh shit what is gonna happen here i was a big fan were you um, all in i was all uh no i wasn't all in but i was fairly in does that Star Trek episode still hold up? Yes, it does hold up. Best of both worlds, parts one and two still holds up. So check that off on your bingo card. Dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was fun. Uh, and then and then there are other shows that just go too far. Like, uh, I don't want to throw it under the bus. Lost. Ugh. Lost was just basically one cliffhanger after another every week and it got exhausting and then there are the big cliffhangers at the se- end of the season um lost does not hold up the first season does first season does lost was one of those things where it was so cultural like you had to watch it because it was water cooler talk and that's what kind of made it fun and also you didn't know where it was going to going to end so like that uncertainty was what made it interesting then it ended and you're like oh Okay. That's not what I thought was going to happen. Or it's exactly what we thought was going to happen, but you told us it wasn't. How did Mork and Mindy end? I don't remember that one. How long How long did that Mark run? It was like three seasons? Didn't watch it. Nanu Nanu. Don't know. But continue. Oh. Um, but yeah, I love me. I love me a good cliffhanger and the more the i don't want to say the more the better because like lost to prove that more but the better it's just more the yeah jeez i can't talk i'm not good with words and speaking um i know i i, I really liked how ghostbusters answer the call ended with the what is zool and i'm like oh they're gonna do it they're gonna do it but I didn't. I actually like to answer the call. Did how did I throw you? Did I say because I said more is the better? Yeah, because you pointed out my lack of the ability to produce the English language from no, my no. mouth. No, you said it right. I said it wrong. Did you? Did yeah. I say it right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You said more the better, and then I said more is the better. Oh, I didn't even hear the more is the better. I just heard more the better, and I thought maybe I didn't say that right. Is that is that even a thing? Did I just make that up? No, it is. I said it wrong. That's oh. why I didn't know how I threw you off. I'm like, what? I was the one who said it wrong. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, his caboose went off the tracks. Poe Buddy's perfect. Ah, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I just, I like me some cliffhangers. It's one of those things, again, why I'm a fan of the TV, where you can't necessarily do that in films. Some of them. That's Empire Strikes Back did it well. 
Okay, uh, we are going to move on because things are growing long and I have a job to do. So here is my next pick. The Fox Kids TV Takeover is back! Vote for the Fox Kids shows you want to watch Thanksgiving weekend on Fox. You can take over TV and be one of ten kids who win a Sega Genesis system with Activator and Toe Gem and Earl Panic on Funkatron. Plus, 25 others with a Sega Activator and 100 winners get the new Toe Gem and Earl game. Send your vote for your favorite Fox show on a postcard with your name and address to Fox Kids TV Takeover, P.O. Box 230, Los Angeles, 90078. Entries must be received by November 17th. Then watch Fox Thanksgiving weekend for your top shows on the Fox Kids TV Takeover! So, uh, Saturday morning cartoons was a thing in television that kids, modern kids don't know about. Uh, it, it started in the 1960s and with the prolif proliferation of selling toys and uh, garbage to kids uh, in the 70s and 80s, it really took off. But it started to actually decline in the 90s. Now, I read about the, the decline of it, and it's a lot of it started with first-run syndicated animated programs. A lot of these are our favorites. So G.I. Joe's, like the Transformers, He-Man, um, even DuckTales, and the first two seasons of Tiny Toons, and Ninja Turtles were first-run syndicate. They weren't held by standards of networks. So they were just whatever production company was making it, and they sold to the network. You could buy the syndication rights and syndicate it. Uh, and uh, so networks were like, why are we going to produce our own when we could get these better quality cartoons? So um, then the FCC, who ruins everything, stepped in and, and, and introduced the EI mandate, which uh, required shows to have some sort of educational message. Uh, and in, it's, it stands for education and informative, informational. It's fucking stupid. Uh, mm -hmm. For at least three hours a week. Concurrent... With this, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, outlawed the advertising of both premium rate telephone numbers and tie-in merchandise during children's hours. <laughs> both those factors, limited creative options and cut off large revenue sources, that's where they got all their money from. So why even run these? They used to be very big money makers on Saturday mornings for kids. Then, of course, the rise of cable networks, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network, where these shows were played all day long instead of just a certain block of hours, made it tough to compete. Why I'm going to go spend my marketing money with these these uh, um, all day long stations uh, instead of Saturday mornings on, on the networks with all this regulation. Of course, home video service and eventually streaming. Uh, and they also claim... No fault divorce and the uh, the le gradual legalization of it in the United States over the course of the 1970s and 1980s, which prompted a spike in divorces and a desire for children, for a desire for parents to make more productive use of their time with their children. Visitation periods for secondary custodial parents often occurred on Saturday mornings and afternoons, changing the routine of these children from a steady schedule every weekend. And um, of course, video games, Atari, Nintendo, Sega blew up. And uh, Nick, uh, that's why NBC, a couple weeks ago, we were kind of confused why NBC all of a sudden in 1992 didn't have any uh, cartoons listed. It's because NBC abandoned all its original Saturday morning cartoon lineup in 1992, replacing it with a morning edition of Today and then adding to the live action teen oriented block TNBC. And I completely remember this, which was Saved by the Bell and California Dreams and those other sitcoms. Uh, CBS followed in 1997 by putting CBS New Saturday Morning in the lineup, and um, they they, uh, they did the same thing. 
And um, then you just had ABC and Fox were the last two holdouts, and ABC being the last in 2004 to broadcast Saturday morning um, cartoons, switching to Good Morning America weekend in 2004. Um, yeah, uh, Fox decided to carry little or no EI programming and made the affiliates do it themselves. So they all uh, added daily reruns of the Magic School Bus to meet the uh, <laughs> uh, EI mandates. Um, I like the nature shows and that one Mo Rocca does. That's why you remember this, the cartoon Hysteria on the WB, the history show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, would air that all week to make their EI programming. I never understood, though. I, like, G.I. Joe was great. Ninja Turtles was great. And then, but then, like, the, the difference between, like, educational programming and entertaining, program, entertaining programming is so drastic. Like, no one could find a common ground to make an entertaining educational cartoon show. Fuck Daniel Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Saturday morning cartoons, truly a thing of the past. They do not exist anymore. So let's all poor little Uncle, for, selfish parents couldn't stay together for the kids for our, so just be miserable so I can watch my cartoons. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, here is your last pick handsome i am going to get to it now so if you're ready let's go for the million which of these u.s presidents appeared on the television series laughing lyndon johnson even Richard at the time Nixon, i didn't understand why this Jimmy was Carter, the million dollar question gerald Ford. It's just so easy um <laughs> i like to call my parents right now Sure. Use my lifeline, call my parents. What are their names? Oh, uh, um, long my clip. Father. I'll talk to my father. I trimmed John, it down. You've got 30 seconds. Starts right now. Uh, hi, Dad. Hi. Uh, I don't really need your help, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to win the million dollars. Uh, because the U.S. president appeared on Laughing is Richard Nixon. That's my final answer. Anyone watching Simpsons well, does that. My gosh. Exactly. What can I say except, Debbie, you're going to Paris, and this is the final answer heard all around the world. He's won a million dollars. He's won a million dollars. This was huge. This was. I've had enough of that. I never watched America, uh, Millionaire in its first run. I only really? I only know watching it when you idiots would watch it during lunch uh, back in the old building. Yeah, well, see that's when it sucked though. Like before, so when it first ran, when it ran in the uh, fall of '99, it was god damn I got caught scratching my back with a pen again. Like this was appointment TV. This was that water cooler shit. Like this was. Um, was it? it yeah, it wasn't. I remember who wants to be a millionaire. I was, was in high school event. and no one talked about it that I could remember. Oh, well, maybe this was just in my world. We weren't <laughs> that exciting over here. Um, no, it wasn't exciting. This was like this was a big deal. Um, it was like the first big 
just the way it was presented and the pomp and circumstance <laughs> around it, it, it differentiated itself from other game shows. Um, because of the Ballyhoo and the, the, yeah, the, it was the, the Ballyhoo, music. the presentation, Regis, and the My million dollar God! prize. Um, and, and just yeah, it was it, it was kind of like a, the wait and see moment. Like when it, when is someone going to do it? Um, and it took about uh, four months. Uh, it, in August, this was November, so August, September, October, November, something like that. Um, and then after the guy won the million, you know, people still kept tuning in. And then you felt like, oh, okay, someone did it. And now that should have been it. You know, pull the plug. It's done. But so many people did watch it. And then they syndicated the shit out of it. And it's been still going strong for, it was like 20 years. Uh, is it still going on now? No. Meredith Vieira will host it when you guys yep, watch still it. Still present. Um, yeah, it had it went through a whole um, line of hosts. Um, Terry Crews was hosting it for a while. Uh, it was in Philly for quite some time. They were filming it down in Philly because I was watching one day. I'm like, yeah, that's my neighbor. Hmm. Um, oh yeah, Kimmel uh, Howard had Kimmel on. They just did a reboot of it with Jimmy Kimmel hosting. Really? Yeah, huh. I completely forgot that. Yeah, but it just kind of became like every other game show. And then they, oh, I miss Cash Cab too. That was a fun show. Yeah, Enchantress likes that. I watched it with her. It's not bad. Um, They're just too drawn out for me. Yeah. Like when he called when he called his dad, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm, t- I'm changing the channel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was ready to stop it because I was so bored. It's me. You can't. Uh, but you weren't you weren't there in the moment, like oh man, he made it this far. Is he gonna he's gonna need help now? And he was like uh uh-uh. uh, because it was if you like again you said it because I watched The Simpsons, so I knew that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, Je- Final Jeopardy the other week we we're talking about was Scruff McGruff, and only one person got it right, and I'm screaming at the TV. Mm. Um, but yeah. That was that. It was a big deal. They spend too much of their brain knowing useful information, not useless exactly. Information. Not all the dumb pop culture shit. And they they have to change that up now because there's there's too many of us out there now. Mm. Okay, uh, moving on to my last pick. Here's a little local Lehigh Valley television history. I found this clip on YouTube and it's quite informative. Old cable TV. But where did it come from? Meet John Walson. Born in the United States in 1915, John Walson didn't invent the television. He also didn't invent wireless radio signals or color TV. So what exactly did he do? Let's start in 1947. John Walson was a hardware store owner who also sold appliances. In the late 1940s, sales were skyrocketing. The television was seen as a status symbol. But there was a problem. John Walson couldn't sell very many televisions. Sure, he sold and repaired a few, but at the time most television stations were based in larger cities. Because of the large mountains in the area, the residents of Mahanoy City couldn't get very good TV signals. And who wants to buy a fancy television screen if all you can do is see static? John Walson started thinking, and eventually he came up with his stuff of genius cable television. His solution to the reception problem was surprisingly simple. 
John bought a large antenna and hiked up to the top of New Boston Mountain. He tied the antenna to a utility pole and ran a set of wires, or cables, down the mountain to his store. After running these wires, John hooked up the televisions in his hardware store. Imagine the surprise of customers the next day when they saw John's televisions working. By the next spring, he was offering residents access to this community antenna for a $100 installation fee and a service fee of $2 per month. Needless to say, the idea caught on. The idea caught on. Ah, where'd you find this? Uh, this was on uh, How Stuff Works on YouTube. No kidding. Yeah. Nice. This is the history of the company that Little Handsome here and I work for. Uh, there's the first cable company. And Jason, the, buddy. And Jason on this, the chat. First cable company on, in the nation, uh, and it was started by a guy just wanting to sell TVs. And they were first in a lot of ways. They were the first to carry HBO and the company, our wing of the company, the television production company side of it, did the first ever HBO live broadcast, which was Polka from the Allentown Fair. So all of you who watch cable, not, not many, but you might have a cable modem, and that wouldn't come into existence if it wasn't for this guy who was in Monoy City, which is Schuylkill County, right? Balawas? No, that's Schuylkill County's below. No. Well, you take seventy-eight. I'm, I'm, I'm below you. It, but oh yeah, you're. Hold on, I can look up a map. Pennsylvania. Uh, okay, and then I could divide to county and region. Mm. And Cartography with the red years. Google is it's it's both south and north. It is directly kind of to the uh, west of us, but uh, Monahoy City you have to go south for. Like if different parts of Lehigh County, it's north. Some parts it's south, but it's kind of parallel, Squeezer. So don't give me that fucking what are you talking about look. Well, you just said it was north and south. Right. There's parts that are north of where I am, and there's parts that are south of where I am right now. You're in Berks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. It's it's south you're south of Schuylkill County. You're right. You're it's like a hat that sits on your county. Ah, yes. Yes. But not Lehigh. We're like the hat that sits on your other side. You're you're crested by us. This is you are below us. This are two counties on top of you. But that's where cable comes from, kids. So you could thank Lehigh Valley for your cable. Now, Lehigh County, Lehigh Valley, which encompasses a good chunk of Pennsylvania. It's whatever they want it to be. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was a fun piece of TV history. Yeah. A little Susan of our personal lives for you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's yeah. me. You're you welcome. You got to learn something on the rad years. Yeah. Um, but that's it. We. This is one of our longest... Uh, shows we've done in a while squeezer i felt like i was rambling the entire time no you weren't you're a sweet boy with a lot of good information and knowing joe is half the battle uh ah. we'll be back tomorrow squeezer did you pick a show to watch yet oh shit uh yeah no he did I'll get on that right away but check radyears.com tomorrow before we go on air at 12, and the show will be up there for you to watch. We'll be back. Same rad time, same rad channel. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. 
Later, guys.